Hey everybody, this is Flavio Romeo, and this is episode 42 of the Hawthorne Towncast. Uh, we had the opportunity of going down a Wagra Road and, and walking the construction site and talking to the Bedron organization who purchased that property from Merck many years ago and is finally doing something constructive, pun intended, uh, on that property. And, and it's, it's, it's really interesting what they're doing, uh, the, the properties that are going up, the uh, residential properties, but also the the storage and, and, and the fitness club. Anyway, there's a lot of information. I asked questions that people had posted online, uh, so you're going to get a lot of that information as well. It's a lengthy interview, but I think it's going to answer a lot of your questions and concerns. And then we are going to go back in about three, four months when the construction is up and, and they're, really, they're really pushing forward, uh, and we're going to have some, some more questions for them, I'm sure. All right, enjoy the episode, everybody. All right, everybody, you know we've been talking about this for a while, and uh, I'm so happy and I'm excited to, uh, to sit down with Garrett Bedrin. Garrett Bedrin is uh, one of the owners of Bedrin Organization. Uh, I'm going to let him take, take you through the history, but we're sitting right now, we're sitting at the construction site, and it's cool because when we go outside, I get to wear a hard hat. I've never, I've never had to wear a hard hat before, so I'm kind of excited. I feel like Tommy Boy. Uh, we're sitting right on the construction site of the brand new hedges of Hawthorne on Wagra Road. I know a lot of you guys know where this is. You guys have been passing it. There have been a lot of questions, and I want to thank everybody for uh, the questions you sent on Facebook. I really appreciate it, even though I did ask you to email them, but you just wrote them. Nobody emailed me. Everybody wrote them on Facebook. But I do appreciate the questions, and we're going to address those questions. But first, I want to introduce you to, to Garrett Bedrin. Garrett, thank you so much for taking the time. I, it, by the sound and the looks of outside, I get the impression you guys are a little busy. Do I have to wear my hard hat inside, Flavio? Because we're in the construction trailer, by the way, and it's gorgeous. I mean, this is the Rolls-Royce of construction this trailers. This is absolutely. Coffee, water, whatever you need. We'll, we'll take good care of it. So it's, they got Keurig in here, just yes. to give you an idea. Um, thank you for reaching out. It's great to meet you at Hawthorne Day and, uh, and connect. And I'm a big fan of supporting, certainly, uh, Hawthorne organizations and charities and anything we can do to kind of spread the word out and um, and support the community and educate the community about what we're doing here we're, we're super excited about the project we're, we're proud it's been a long run and, and we're happy to be at a point where we can now talk about moving forward and what we're doing well I know how long you guys you guys bought this property how long ago uh, I think 13 years we bought it in June of 08 uh, from Merck pharmaceutical and it was all cleaned up and environmentally um, checked off. They, they, they had to take care yep. of all that. Right? Yep. They spent millions and millions of dollars and, uh, you know, multi, multi-billion dollar companies so they can spend whatever they want. Yeah. And uh, we bought it with what's called a no further action letter from the DEP, meaning it's good. You're, you're, there's nothing else for you to do. And so the environmental protection, they came in yep. and they checked the land and checked yep. everything. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that happened bef- bef- you know, as we were purchasing it. And that's just a general kind of real estate thing you, you don't want to buy a property from someone else until you know that that's been been checked yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure um and obviously went through a lot of different uh, iterations of the project over the last 13 years and just super excited about now getting to the hedges which is a mixed-use project so it's it's 118 uh, luxury apartments that are condo quality very chic design something that you would see in 
downtown Ridgewood, in Montclair, in Marstown, kind of commuter areas, um, very amenity rich, and we'll talk all about that. Uh, it also features uh, 16,000 square feet of retail, which is pre-leased, uh, 14,000 feet is pre-leased to Planet Fitness, and then there'll be two small retailers fronting Wagaba Road that we hope will be health and wellness oriented, um, maybe something like a juice bar, smoothies, grab and go coffee. If you're going to the train in the morning to New York, it seems to make sense. And then the final piece, the, the third piece, uh, which fronts the Kohler distributing side is a CubeSmart. So that's a national branded uh, self-storage unit that will offer climate controlled self-storage for all different uh, sizes. Anything from probably a five by five or five by 10 for maybe your old scrapbooks and, and photo albums growing up to a garage on the ground floor that you can rent and park a car in or have a contractor with their, their tools. Um, uh, or if you're you know, headed out of town and, and you need to, uh, you know, maybe you live in Florida half the year and you want to park a small jet ski or something, right. <laughs> you can do that too, I guess. Well, and the nice thing is that, you know, you touched on it. When, when, I, when I first heard that this was going to be apartment buildings, I thought, how perfect for commuters because, you know, during this whole pandemic and even, even in 08, and, and going back to 9-11, people vacated the city. They were looking at train lines. It's like, where, where can I take the train? To what part of town can I move my family and be safe? Uh, and, and during this pandemic, you know, with all the regulations and everything else, and people had a homeschool, they, you know, they looked at an opportunity to relocate. Uh, my son did it down in, he was working in Philly. Him and his sure. wife lived in Philly, worked in Philly. They just moved out. They looked at the train lines, yep. and they said, hey, Voorhees, New Jersey, that looks like a great place. Yeah. Cherry Hill, that's another. Makes yeah. sense. So I, so I see a, more and more people doing that. And when I look at the apartments that they put up in Ridgewood, I mean, they're, they're like butt up against the train, yes. the train tracks, and they're thousands and thousands. You mentioned one. Yes. What was the one that you were talking about? Yeah, so there, there was recently a two-bedroom apartment that was rented for $5,500. Now, I I don't think that's the average price going right now, but some of the apartments in Ridgewood, and there's two that are brand new that are full. I mean, they and they filled right away. In fact, another developer is doing a second project down on North Maple and hustling to try to get it open because he had such a huge success with the existing one. But I mean, you've got rents there that are you know plenty of units that have rented in the four thousands. Okay, I mean, that's ridiculous, right? These are crazy numbers. You could own a home, pay your mortgage, pay your taxes. So, you know, if we end up being in the 2000s range, you know, starting out, I mean, you could be almost half the price of some of these places. Forget about New York City. Yeah, and even even Hoboken. Uh, Hoboken. I mean, places like Hoboken. Five grand, six grand, easily. And, you know, to take the train to Secaucus and transfer, yes, it's one extra stop to do the transfer, but to save two thousand, three thousand a month, I'm transferring all day, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's was it an hour, an hour and ten minutes. It's just super convenient. And the nice thing about having a luxury apartment complex here in Hawthorne is that Hawthorne has so many great amenities. So how many towns have a local movie theater that you can walk to? Exactly. So if you decide to live here and you go to New York City or or not even New York City, you could take the train to other areas and work. It doesn't just have to be New York. Um, you're now less reliant on your car. So let's say you don't have a car, or maybe you have one car instead of two per, per family, per couple. That's you know $400 a month maybe for your car payment, for your insurance, for your gas prices are going way up. Where are you going to spend that money? Well, if you're carless, you're probably going to walk, right? So you're going to walk to the Hawthorne Movie Theater. You're going to go to Diamond Bridge Avenue. Um, 
you're gonna you're gonna you know enjoy the other amenities in town. There's a shopping center right up the street. So, um, or you're gonna take an Uber and, and go hang out also in Ridgewood or in Paramus, go to the mall. You're gonna be more local based, is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. And those dollars are gonna translate, you know, down the food chain. So, you know, someone who has a great little uh, bagel shop in town or a great little liquor shop in town, those are new dollars coming in. And so, by having the train, is a tremendous asset for our residents to now save money and spend that money locally. So I'm thrilled with that. How many how many units are you looking to build? So it's 100 what are called market rate units, Flavio. And that means it's market pricing. It's out to anybody in the, you know, all of New Jersey, let's say, right? And then there's what's called 17 units that fall under the COA, okay, which is the affordable housing, uh, affordable housing mandate that's done through the whole state. And there's a whole other company that handles that. So there may be police officers, there may be uh, teachers, there may be you know, medical students, x-ray technicians uh, that are in their first job and early career that their income ties to a certain number and they're allowed to rent here at a certain price, That's great. which is incredible, right? Um, and then there's one unit, I think, that was reserved for our superintendent, you know, the, who's going to be the maintenance staff on site. So in total, it's 118 uh, but really, 100 is what's going to be out there to what you'd call the market. Somebody who wants to sell their home in Hawthorne and downsize, uh, maybe a child who the parents grew up in, in Hawthorne, love the neighborhood, want to stay stay in town, but want to do their own thing, right? I know there's some people in town, I've met them, where kind of the older child, maybe they're 26 to 32, moved in during <laughs> COVID, and maybe mom and dad are getting a little sick of it. Hey, here's a spot. We got a perfect place for you. You know, you can totally come here, enjoy yourself, still see mom and dad on the holidays and the weekends. Mom and dad can come see you anytime they want, but sometimes space is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when are you, what's the target opening date? We're actually doing really well on timing. We are looking at the summertime. Um, so summer 2022. Summer 2022. Wow. Can't tell you if that's June 1st. Right, or, or, or August, August 31st. You know, 29th or 30th, 30th <laughs> but uh, in, in that in that range, absolutely. And so as we get closer to summer, it's even too early now. Like if someone's interested in being involved in the project and renting an apartment, we have a VIP kind of waiting list, but it's too early. We're not, we're not doing tours. We're not sending out applications. We're not signing leases. All that'll start probably two to three months before the summer. You'll really see a bigger push. Okay. And will you, is there a way to, and what I'm hoping to do is, and you tell me, I'm hoping that within maybe the next three or four months when you've got walls up and now you're starting to work on the insides that we can come back to a little video tour. Would that be all right? You're, you're like that family member that leaves something at someone's house at the holidays <laughs> just to be invited back again. Yes, you, that can, is me. you can leave the sippy cup for your kids here and, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll invite you back to pick it up. Yes, right. you're welcome to come back in a couple months. Um, you know, I, I do want to walk around with you a little bit today, Flavio, and show you kind of where we are in the construction process. And then... Certainly around the end of the year, we'll have some framing that'll be either finished or near finished, and it'll just really light up to you. So let's, let's talk a little bit about the bedroom organization, sure. right? I, I, what, 70, 60, 70 years 70 old? plus years, yeah. How did, how did that start? It's a Glenrock-based company, yep. uh, which, is, which is great. It makes it convenient. You know, I, we, we love our neighbors in Glenrock. Glenrock uh, how, did, how did the whole company start? So I'm third generation. My grandfather, Murray Bedrin, uh, started the business in 1947. He returned uh, from World War II. He's a war hero, two Purple Hearts. Really? Landed in the beaches of Normandy, you know, at 18 or 19 years old, no idea what was coming for him. And thank wow. goodness survived. And came home and someone gave him a chance in Rutherford, New Jersey, a small little office supply store and gift store. 
um, pens, pencils, little holiday trinkets, things for your desk, um, you know, Hallmark cards, things like that. And over a number of years, that that grew. And then my father Jerry and my uncle Paul joined the business in I want to say '69 and '72 after college for them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they really decided that they were going to take it to the next level. So they got into distribution. Um, so if you think about every office in northern New Jersey needs pens, pencils, supplies, furniture, coffee, right, janitorial, toilet paper, custom printing, ink, you name it. And they focused on uh, small and medium-sized businesses that really wanted high-end customer service. So you could always call Paul or Jerry, could always get in touch with the owners. They would go on sales calls. And that company was called Allied Office Supplies. And we had about six retail stores. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I think I've seen those. When was the last time the retail stores were open? Well, the retail stores probably closed closer to late 90s. The heyday was, I would say, mid-80s to late 90s. As the Meadowlands really grew, our headquarters was on Route 17 in Hasbro Kites. That's where I saw it. That's where you saw it. And we had great, I mean, really cute things like don't pay a penny more or we make doing business easy. We really pioneered the concept of if you were the HR manager or the office manager, whoever handled supplies for your company, you dealt with one company, one invoice. We had 300 employees, 300 trucks. You could get it tomorrow. You didn't have to go to the store and get everything you needed. And that was our specialty. What happened was as that company grew and became very successful, the big boxes started expanding also. So Staples, everyone's been to Office Depot, Office Max, Staples, right? So that stuff became commoditized. It became very hard to compete on paper clips, on pens and pencils. So we started to close down the retail stores and continue to focus on where we could compete, which was the customer service. There was no Mr. Staples you could call. Right, right. If you wanted, you know, let's say you're unhappy with something or you wanted more personal attention, you would call Paul or Jerry. <laughs> You'd call the veterans. And we treated our customers like family. And that's translated to our real estate business where the number one rule in our family business is we treat our tenants like our customers. Because in commercial real estate, as you and I were talking earlier, a lot of landlords just don't care about their tenants. Right. We view the tenant and landlord as a partnership and success, especially on the commercial side where they have to make a certain amount of money in that retail store or else why are they going to rent it? Right? That just makes no sense. Yeah. So... I digress, but to, to make a long story short, we continued to grow and have success in that area where we could have great high-end customer service, very attentive, a lot of loyalty was built up. Um, and the Meadowlands was growing. I mean, there's a lot of luck in that too. Giant Stadium opened in 76, companies were saving money, tons of new office buildings that Hearts Mountain developed all over the Meadowlands. Oh, yeah. We were right there. So we were kind of, you know, at the spot. Right place, right time. Exactly. And, and we took it and we ran with it. And so as we got to the late 90s, and I have to add, my dad would say, how could you forget this part? A lot of, <laughs> a lot of small, independent off-supply companies were, were shuttered. They just didn't make it. They could not compete with Depot, with Staples. Not only did we compete, we kept kicking their butts. They could never make a foothold in northern New Jersey because we had great relationships. And relationships in business are everything, yeah. right? Trust. Um, but we got to a point in the late 90s, we were approached to sell our business. And it was gonna become basically overnight a much larger new business. So there was gonna be a new allied with new debt and new equity and new managers, let's say. And we looked around and, and I was not in this business at the time. And basically the family said, okay, we've had a great run. We see what's happening with the industry. 
Walmart carries our products. Home Depot carries our products. I don't even know if Amazon was around, but, but they carry the products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it kind of made sense to say, all right, now's a great time to get, to get out. And we always owned the real estate associated with the business. So on Route 17, there was a big retail store fronting. Then we had our office there. We had our warehouse in the back. So we converted the warehouse and the office to retail space, which got a higher rent. That's called the highest and best use of the property. And we were able to refinance that property multiple times, pull out equity, just like you can do in your home, sure. and buy other shopping centers. And we bought maybe three or four different shopping centers in kind of that early, young 2000s. Any, any around here? Yes. We actually own the former rag shop. Oh, is that right? Up the street. That, that, that whole, that whole place? place? Yeah. So we've been investing in Hawthorne since 2003. Absolutely. Wow, that's awesome. Absolutely. We've been here a long time. And we all grew up in northern New Jersey, so we're all local to this market. We're not, we're not from California. We're not these New York City or California investors just kind of here to, to buy something and get out. No, you're right down on Harristown Road. We're here. We're literally <laughs> around the corner. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could throw a rock to our office. Yeah. Um, so, so we had a couple shopping centers, just a couple, and they were all over the place. One in New Mexico, one in Colorado, one in Virginia. Not a lot of thought in terms where they were. More opportunistic. Now, for me personally, I went to UMass. I studied sport management. My background was a love of sport and business. Did you guys grow up in the area? Did yes, grow we grew up in Clifton. Okay. Yep, grew up in Clifton. Um, and, and my dad and uncle grew up in Clifton also. So we were in Clifton a long time. And so I went to UMass, studied sport management. It's a wonderful program they have there. I worked for the Nets when I was in high school. I did an internship with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, really? In, in college, yep. And then my, my first job after college, I moved to San Francisco, the Bay Area, and I worked for the Golden State Warriors. And now, you, what, what did you do for the Warriors? You try selling tickets to a team that hasn't made the playoffs in 12 years. 12 years. Good luck. They would hang up on me. You know, I'd say, thanks for calling the Warriors. This is Garrett. We hate you, they would say. Right, right. Um, and, and, but it was a great way to cut your teeth and learn the business. I was out there three years. Because for me, Flavio, I wanted to learn what is it like to be in a business that's not owned by your family. Right, How do right. other people do business? Seriously. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's very important. Well, and I think a lot of a lot of parents want that for their kids. They're like, you know what? I can give you a job tomorrow, but I'd rather you go to college, yep. learn, go work somewhere else, be successful, learn the ropes, and then if you still want to, the door is open. Exactly. Exactly. So I did that for three years. I sold tickets to high net worth individuals, to big companies. I once did a deal where I put together, I think it was Yahoo and Morgan Stanley and some other wealthy family, and they bought like four courtside seats, but they only wanted 10 games each, you know, t- uh, really? 10 games instead of 40 games, so we had to do a draft and, you know, do, do it who for them, what? And who oh, got what, funny. and who gets the Lakers, and who gets the, the Nets, and I mean... You missed that, is there a part of you that misses that? So, of course, I'm, I missed it a little bit, but one of my best friends, Brandon Schneider, we started together 20 years ago, he's now the president of the team. He's the president of the, of the really? He started selling tickets just like me, worked his way up. Incredible and now, story. And now here you are in Hawthorne. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Building got, the hedges. I've got an incredible family and, an, and a great business. We're, we're very thankful and, and grateful. Um, and, and, and so, no, I don't, I don't look back with regret whatsoever because they were, it took them, I don't know, 10, 12 years until they ever won the playoffs again. Yeah, yeah. It would have been a long run. A lot of people hanging up on me. But now at least you can get good seats now, if you go. Right? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So... Um, so, that, so that's where we are. So I got to the point where I was out there, and I said, you know what? I looked at it, and I said, our, our family real estate is doing well, but we're really not focused on it with strategy. You know, we're kind of being reactive to it, not proactive. 
And so I called up my dad and uncle. I said, okay, guys, I think I'm ready to come home. I like the idea of being in something with the family. And, uh, and they said, great, let's, let's kind of refocus. And I said, let's focus on our commercial real estate portfolio. So we said, let's call it the Bedgen Organization. That's the name we come up with. <laughs> not, so, not so original. That's creative. Sorry. Not so original. <laughs> Definitely not as good as the Hedges. And um, we said, you know, where, where are people moving to? And my sister had moved to Charlotte and in North Carolina. And we said, you know, people really are moving to the Southeast. They're saving money, good cost of living, good climate. And so we started looking in Atlanta. We started looking in North Carolina. And over the past... I guess that was around 2005, so what, 15 years now, 16 years? We've acquired 20 different um, shopping centers, multifamily, mixed use, different commercial real estate projects. I would say half are in North Carolina, uh, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, High Point area, a couple in Atlanta, something in Virginia. And so I would say we're, we're focused on, of course, Hawthorne and Northern New Jersey and kind of our backyard, and then also equally focused on that North Carolina area for well, that's smart. Growth. I mean, it's booming. I mean, so many people I know many many people who say, well, you know, we're going to retire, we're going to go down to North Carolina, and they're looking for just a, an easier life. And and it, it's so funny because, like we were talking, you've got people that are in the city that are like, you know what, we're going to move out to the suburbs, we're going to find out, follow the trains, we want a little simpler life. Then you've got the people here that saying, you know what, we're going to retire, we're looking for a simpler life. Someone's oh, <laughs> you know what, I should have had a moving company. Yeah, because someone's, in fact, a, a dear friend of mine, she was a guest on my podcast. Her name is Cindy Meyer, and she owns a company called uh, Ridgewood Moving. And so she's an incredible moving company. She's moved me, my mom, my, my dad, my sister. And she said people, she knows where people are moving, right? And she can see North Carolina is top of the list. So yeah. shout out to her because I, I should have had a moving company. It's a, well, tell me, tell me, sense. you mentioned your podcast. Let's right. talk a little bit about your podcast. Sure. Oh, that's, that's just for me personally. It's a entrepreneurial give back to the community. So we're focusing on the audiences, up and coming entrepreneurs that want to learn the stories, whether it's my story, our family story, uh, the stories of our tenants, the stories of friends of ours that are CEOs of major companies or have started their own companies, uh, whether they're in a, a networking organization that we're in called the Young Presidents Organization, YPO. I've shared some stories from friends there about how they started candy businesses and we have friends that have uh, incredible beach chair businesses. Um, we're going to teach about the franchise industry. So it's, it's new. It's called Get Up With Garrett. And we call it that because I love getting up early and starting my day and exercising, being healthy, and planning my attack, the attack of the day, instead of being reactive. So that's why we call it Get Up With Garrett. It's complimentary. There's, it's, it's all just kind of a give back to the community. It's on YouTube. It's on my personal Facebook. It's on my LinkedIn and it's, it's live. We, we usually go live on Thursday mornings. I'm with you. I'm skipping it. I know. Look at that. I'm skipping. honored. I'm honored. honored. And um, we actually record it here in Bergen County. And um, it's interactive. People can send in questions. They can... In real time. Yep. Yeah, and we'll, we'll answer questions in real time. So, guys, listen. You know, clearly the Bedroom Organization has been very successful in what they're doing. And I love the fact that you're willing to give back what, what you learned through the process and also in a lot of the people that you're dealing with you know, what they learned in their process because, you know, there could be people listening that do want to open up a candy shop or Absolutely. do want to open up their own little retail store and just, you know, they don't have the encouragement or the, or, or the you know, the thought. They're not thinking that way. So, so guys, listen, go on YouTube or go where, where you get your podcast anywhere. Get Up With Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T. Get Up With Garrett. 
and and check it out. Listen to him talk a little bit about uh, being an entrepreneur. It's authentic. You know, I, I think the two words that are really important now in kind of the shift between where we are and the next generation is being authentic and being transparent. And so that's what I aspire to do in, in how we conduct our business, how I teach my, my beautiful girls in life. Um, we have another company called Salons by JC where we actually rent retail space and then we gut the space and install plumbing and electrical and build individual private rooms that are called salon suites and we then rent them to um, success credentialed hairstylists, makeup artists, estheticians, massage therapists, nail techs, Botox injectors, anything in health and, <laughs> health and wellness and it's an incredible business that is helping thousands of women and minorities own their own business and become entrepreneurs. Typically Hairstylists have to rent a chair or they're on commission and we're involved with this franchise. We don't we don't own it, we didn't start it. We're we're what's called area developers in New Jersey. And we opened up one in Wyckoff, we opened up one in Pramus, we're working on a site in Ramsey. So if someone's interested, I mean can they contact you? Sure. Or? They can just go to salonsbyjc.com if they are a The letter J, the letter C. Correct. Okay, if so salonsbyjc.com. Yeah, it's just again, this is another kind of family diversity give back. We want, and, and it's a for-profit business, I'll be totally transparent about that, but it's a business that makes money and also helps women and minorities own their own business, yeah, which is incredible. So awesome. we, we share you know, trinkets and information that we've learned. It's not a transaction-based business, it's a relationship-based business. And so as my family is an entrepreneur, if you move into salons by JC and you're a hairstylist, you now get the benefit that we can teach you anything we've learned. You're part of our family. Um, so that's just another business that we're in uh, that's kind of something that we're proud of in terms of helping the community. And just so you guys understand, doesn't mean you're going to get courtside st- seats at the Warriors Definitely games, not. okay? Let's just, let's just make that clear. You're not, not. you're not that close. Definitely not. No, but maybe a bagel or a donut, you know, <laughs> on a Sunday. There you go. For sure. All right, so you know what we're going to do now, yep. guys? Hang on for literally, literally a split second because we're going to put on our hard hats and Garrett's going to give me a little tour outside. We're going to talk as we go. I know there were a lot of questions that we're going to address. And uh, again, in about three or four months, when you see the walls up and you see the exterior being built, we're going to come and we're going to take a little video tour of the facility so that you get an even better understanding. You're going to love what you hear. I mean, this, this, this place is going to be amazing. It's going to be, it really is going to be like the... Uh, cornerstone of the town i mean it really is going to be a beautiful representation well, of hawthorne opening to hawthorne right here when you pull under the train uh, trusses um it's kind of a welcome to hawthorne moment and and we feel this project can be a catalyst to other uh, investors and landlords in town upgrading their commercial properties and it's kind of saying hey look what they're doing down there if you build it they will come well you know what maybe i should put some money into my facade or my paint job or redo my bathroom you know um, and, and let's kind of lift everyone up together. Yeah, you're going to have over 110 new families living here. And like you said, they're going to walk to downtown. They're going to walk to the... And that's a huge amount of cash cash flow coming in. Not only that, guys, but the other thing to think about is having Planet Fitness, having Cube Storage, and having all of these new residents brings a ton of tax dollars into a property that has been sitting vacant for decades. Okay, so... So now that the, t- the town's going to be getting these tax dollars, you know, they're going to look at it and say, well, these projects that have been sitting on the back burner for years, you know, can that, now we've got some more income where the town can make some of these 
changes, some of these additions, some of these things that they want to do. And I mean, it's it's that alone, the tax dollars that this facility is going to bring. So I can't tell you exactly what the final tax bill is going to be, but I can tell you that it has traditionally been around sixty to seventy thousand a year for just empty dirt. So let's say it's now going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars more. Um, and now in perpetuity, I mean, this is going to be here for a long time, right? Yeah. We're, we're long-term thinkers, long-term investors. Um, well, the rack shop's been around forever. <laughs> that, that, that property's been there my, forever, too. My dad, my dad was a tailor. Everybody knows that. My dad was yep. a tailor. My mom was a seamstress. I, I can't tell you the number of hours in my life spent as a little boy in that stupid store just... <laughs> Because you smell the fabric smell. and you smell... Uh. Well, being in the schmata business. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, to, to, to kind of make a long story short, Flavio, you know, let's say there's a project. And again, you'd have to talk to the, the town you know, council. And, but if there's something that was you know, $50,000 that they wanted to do and it's been sitting on the back burner, well, here's new revenue that is coming like right away. And every year. And every year. So you know, they're going to obviously sit down and plan and budget and how they're going to allocate uh, those dollars accordingly. It's not up to us, um, but but that's a game changer. I absolutely think so, and and that was our message for many many years. There's a huge tax benefit coming. Empty land makes you nothing. Right. It, it it doesn't excite anybody about moving here, right? And it doesn't make you any money. Um, and so now with having the hedges at Hawthorne, you've got something that uh, young professionals uh, starting out from other towns are saying, yeah, you know what? I would like to live in Hawthorne. That's pretty cool. It's a showpiece. It's going to yeah, be a showpiece. I can live there for three years. Then I can maybe get a small house start my family, have a baby, then I move up and maybe I buy a bigger house in town. And so for, for a town like Hawthorne uh, to be able to open their arms and welcome people of diversity, all different communities, and say, you know what, we have something that, that is, is here for you. And you can get started here. You don't have to stay here forever. That's okay. You're not buying it. It's just a, a rental. It's a lease. Uh, but give it a, give it a try. We think you're going to love it. And uh, we hope you'll stay in Hawthorne forever. I, I think it's great. That's awesome. All right, we're going to put the hard hats on. We'll be right back, guys. All right, so uh, we're, now we're outside. We just came outside of the trailer, and I'm sure you guys have seen the entrances are a little askew. So, so talk a little bit about where people will be coming in, because that's a big concern with the traffic flow. You've got 100, 100 new residents, and you've got storage and gym and all that Lots stuff. Thanks, Absolutely. So first of all, can, can you hear all the great noise going on here? I mean, this is a real sight. It's happening. <laughs> Things are beeping. Look at the dirt. It's incredible. Um, so we're standing at the main entrance, which will be at Lafayette and Wagara. And what you see now is a temporary cut-in. That, that's not the entrance. The real entrance is going to be aligned with the traffic light. Uh, so it, it will be directly. You'll be able to drive directly in from the light and make a right out or, or a left out, which will be the most convenient because having the safety of the light uh, certainly makes sense. Now, are they going to have a left-hand turn? Like, if you're going towards, um, if you're going towards the old la- rag shop, or? yeah, towards the, if you're going towards the rag shop, the old rag shop, and you're going to make a left into the facility, will be will there be a left-hand turn? Yeah, this is full access. You okay. can do every kind of turn. You can do a K turn, a U turn, any type of turn you want to do, you can do here. the The other entrance is down at May Street. That one is more for Planet Fitness and for the self-storage, okay? And so that one, you can make a right turn out of when you're leaving. You can make, um, when you're coming in, you can make a left turn in or a right turn in, but you cannot make a left turn out. Uh, okay, that's key. So so if, if you're in the facility, and that's really, like you said, it's not for the residents. The residents, no. 
entrance and exit is going to be this full Lafayette access, full access yeah and and for Planet Fitness and Cube Storage if you're here and you're on your way out you cannot make a left onto Wagra that's correct and it's um it's Cube Smart by the way cube but smart. but that's yeah but that's okay it is it is self storage so um the reason why is Wagra Road is governed by the county as well Passaic County so we had to go to their planning board in addition to the Hawthorne planning board and and get the entrances approved and because of the traffic pattern, they felt it was too dangerous to do, you know, well, I shouldn't say too dangerous, but they, they didn't want necessarily to have people making a left there and waiting and backing it up the entrance. So they said, you have a traffic light here. If you need to make a left out of the facility, just come to the traffic light. That's a lot easier. So that's that's the story there. Oh, is my car, is my car in the way of that truck right now? We'll find out. <laughs> that's all right. If he hits the back, it's okay. You can pay for it. His back's already damaged. These guys are... I, I give these guys a lot of credit working in such a small space. And, and we're running out of room. I mean, I know we're just on the site now, but, you know, moving dirt around and when you excavate and, and now that the site is, you know, really rocking and rolling, you know, we're running out of room where to put stuff, <laughs> to be honest with you. So, so tell me about these pylons that are up here now. So if you guys are traveling down Wagro Road, I'm sure at this point you could see these cinder block pylons. This first section here. Talk a little bit about that spot. You got it. So the first section that you see closer to Lafayette, uh, across from, um, I think, one or two car repair gas stations here, um, that, that's phase one of the residential building. So the residential building has two parts to it during construction. It, it, it won't look phased at all in the final product, just during construction. I think the, the guy's signaling for me to move my car. All right, let's see. We can pause here and let's ask, let's ask the boss. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a little pause here before this truck runs my car over. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what's here. Yeah. All right, so we're back. Uh, one of the construction guys moved their car, so I didn't have to move mine. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so let's talk again sure. about these pylons. Okay, so with this residential building, the one that you see closest to Lafayette, this is the staircase, okay? The one that is... A little bit closer to May Street, but looks exactly like this one is also a staircase. So people, if they want to walk, they can walk up and down, fire oh. escape, etc. Oh, you're talking about when they live here? Yeah, when they live. Oh here. yeah, of course, you yeah. can take the stairs. Absolutely, it's it's not a fire escape; it's a real stairs. Stairs. Yeah, real stairs. The the taller one that's kind of on an angle, a little bit and, and turn with scaffolding right now, that's the elevator. And the reason why that one looks higher is because we had to add an elevator stop. For the roof deck. There's going to be a roof deck? Yes. There's going to be an incredible outside roof deck. I think it's around 750 square feet. And it's like a sun deck. There'll be TVs, music, beautiful landscaping. Nice. And it's a place you can come hang out with your friends, watch a football game, watch a movie. Um, I think there's like a little bar. You know, maybe you'll bring some drinks. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's just a place to kind of like take a break, read a book. Get some fresh air on the That's top. Awesome. And anybody living here can have access to that. Anybody living here will have access to the roof deck. Absolutely. That's phenomenal. Is there going to be anything at the ground level, places that they can go outside? Oh, yeah. There's going to be incredible outdoor amenities. So at the front of the residential building, we've designed this for a lot of indoor-outdoor living. There is a garage door that goes up into the core of the amenity space. And I'll show you when we get over that where, 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 where it is. And it basically brings... Start walking. Okay. Brings the indoor-outdoor living together. And so there's going to be four grill areas where a small group can be together under a pergola. 
and grill. One of the negatives sometimes in living in, you know, a townhouse or an apartment is that you don't have a lot of outdoor space yeah, and yeah. a lot of people can't grill. So we've added these great grilling stations, again, four of them, little private areas with music um, where, where someone could go and bring their dinner and grill. And so that'll be a beautiful outdoor area, kind of with like a paver walkway and a little paver seating area. That's great. So I think that'll be super exciting for everyone. And how many, so looking at this first section, which I know on the, in construction terms you're calling it phase one, how many apartments yeah, are you looking at here? about half the building. I mean, this is... This is about half the building, so it's so around gonna... 50 to 60 units. Okay. Yeah. Let's go on here. We can yeah. go right oh, on. we're going to walk on the deck. Yeah, we're going to go on the foundation. You can see it's elevated up, too. You know, yeah, so, so I want to talk higher. a little bit about that, because I know that there's a lot of people are concerned about flooding and what's going to happen, and the Passaic River and Wagwar Road's always underwater. I, I, we're stepping on the foundation right now. The foundation is about three feet above the ground level, and the ground is already well above it's already elevated yeah. you guys did you guys have to lift this up yes i had a lot of strong men and women helped me actually <laughs> <laughs> it was great should have seen that that would have been a good day to be here <laughs> so yeah i mean the whole thing is uh the site's elevated the actual building pad is elevated and uh it was really amazing watching them do the footings and then coming and they put down crushed stone and then pouring the concrete and then they've got these little machines that are on here and and the men were on the machines kind of look like bumper cars oh, I, really? I have a video of it and they're like spinning around polishing the foundation it was so cool is that right yeah it was very very cool and uh and what you're seeing is i want to just a lot of the plumbing yeah, right i want to describe for your audience yeah. it's hundreds i guess uh, of these little white plumbing stacks they call a lot them of pvc a piping lot of pvc piping and you know so you have to have all this pipe run underneath so these are for your toilets your sinks kitchens bathrooms etc and uh all that gets inspected you know, by, by the town and by the, the engineers, etc. And then make sure that's good, then they lay the, the concrete on top of it. So we've done all that underground plumbing work. And that, that's really the start because nothing, you can't throw up a sink and a toilet. It's got to be connected to something. <laughs> we, we're going to have indoor plumbing at the hedges for sure. Yeah, there is. So right there, that alone, just indoor plumbing alone. That's an amenity. I mean, <laughs> there, amenity. you don't have to go to the porta potty. Here, for sure. So I, I know that, you know, Merck, there was always conversation growing up in Hawthorne, you know, having the chemical plants here, there's always that com conversation about contamination in the soil. What did the, the Department of Environmental Protection, how, how was that whole process? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a long process, an expensive one. Merck spent what we've heard, and again, I didn't spend these, not, not, not my dollars, upwards of 60, 60, 60 million taking out all the dirt on the site and bringing in all new dirt. Okay, I mean, that's just an incredible amount of money. If you think about it. That, that tells you how much money they have. And, yeah, that they could cut that type of check. $60 million cleaning it up. Insane, insane. And so when we bought it, we had what's called the no further action letter, which means you're good. You don't have to do anything except what's called basic groundwater monitoring, which is very common that goes on sure. through, through other sites. So now we've now pulled out a lot of dirt, obviously, to excavate. You pull out dirt, you put in crushed stone, you put in the concrete. Um, and so we've seen some of the dirt. We can't believe how much dirt that Merck put here. Really <laughs> unbelievable. Well, it's raised so far yeah. up above people really the water level it. of the Passaic River that I know, you know, again, thinking about what happens here on Wagwall Road during a flooding, during, you know, these big storms. How has, has the DEP addressed that? Yep. You guys have addressed that? 100%. So first of all, you have to understand something, Flavio. The entire site is about eight acres. We were only permitted by the DEP to build on about six and a half acres. 
So we're really constrained. So if you look at it from just a pure, and I don't expect anyone to feel sorry for us, but from a business standpoint, we're not able to use all the land we bought. So think about your own home. You bought an acre property, and the town said, you well, use half an acre. Right. <laughs> oh, geez, that's wow. nice. Thanks a lot. So, um, is and, that because of the riverbed? It's, it's because of two things. One is we have wetlands, so we have to keep a certain distance from the wetlands. That's called delineation. You want to separate, basically delineate the wetlands from the regular land because you have to. Those are protected lands by the state. Right. Okay. So waterfowl and all the yeah. exactly. Then you've got flood lines like the floodplain, um, the hundred-year flood. Uh, I think it's called the flood line, and and and, and we. You know, you're not allowed to build right up to that. Like, you have to stop. So when Patrick gets here, I'll let him talk about... Um, he came out here after Hurricane Ida to see what... I said, this is the best opportunity we're ever going to have. Right. And he'll tell you what he saw, which I think people will really appreciate. Um, so, yeah, is it possible that areas of Wagra Road certainly can have issues, but that we won't, 100%. We, we, we feel that the site doesn't flood. We're not building in the areas that would be the worst closest to the river we're nowhere near the river yeah we exactly are. you guys you guys are, are close much closer to lincoln ave than you are to the river. sure sure and you know we're, we're confident millions of dollars have been spent with experts we'll let the uh ambulance go by the way the, the patterson fire department that's a paid fire department i just want to point out again that the hawthorne fire department is a 100 percent volunteer fire department so kudos to hawthorne patrick come on in for a here's pat I want to welcome Patrick. Patrick, what's your role in this whole thing? I, you got the you got the cooler uh, hard hat. You got the cooler hard hat. Yes. Yeah. I'm uh, with March, and I'm the project manager and superintendent for the entire project for the veterans. So how what we were just talking about flooding because I know that's everybody's concern in this area. How was that addressed on your end or the DEP's end? How, what was that whole process? So flooding is actually a non-issue here. Um, even with Ida, we, the water didn't even come onto the property, so which is it didn't great. come onto the property at all. At all. At all, it, it didn't even it didn't even come past the woods, so we're high enough here. Um, we're also, if you notice, we're our excavation over here. We have these storm trap systems we're putting in, and that's going to control our storm water for the property. And then we have an what is that? Is, it's, would you call that a storm what? Storm trap. Okay. So basically, what the systems do is they collect all the water on site from the roof drains, leaders, parking lots. Everything gets directed into these underground systems, and that those systems are designed to hold the water and then slowly disperse it out at a, at a slower rate, not like a, a surge of water. Oh, that's awesome. So even if in the highly unlikely event that there was some massive hurricane again, that's, that's designed to address all of that? Correct. Yes. 100-year storms. And again, you're, you're looking at, a, at, at the building that's going to be closer to, to uh, Wagua Road, and again, we're th- we're three feet above the, the the dirt, above the street level, and I mean, I don't know how many feet we are above the the river level. That's just... so that's a little tributary back there, just like a little overflow. Um, but the Passaic River is beyond those stacks out there. We're probably um, you know maybe possibly 10, 15 feet higher than the river. Yeah, yeah. That's so so there's no concern there, and and. and... And thank goodness, because uh, you know, obviously, people want to move in here. They want to know that you know that it'll be dry. <laughs> yeah. And there are no basements. We are standing on a concrete slab. Correct. This is our first floor. Wow, it's amazing. Flavio, the, the the final thing in this piece I want people to understand of and in the community, the entire project is under the jurisdiction of the DEP. So when you're a developer, a lot of times you go to your local town, the planning board, zoning board, get it approved, you move on. Here we have the county, which had to approve the road and the entrances. But then we also had, amongst many other approvals, the entire site 
jurisdiction is governed by DEP. So not only on the no further action with the environmental stuff, but also with the wetlands delineation, with the floodplains, the flood lines. Um, so there's just so much oversight here uh, to protect the residents and protect the community. And, and whenever you guys do anything, you, you've got to check it with the town and all the records are in the town. So if people want to look up stuff, they can go to the municipal building and look up all that information, right? I mean, it's all public all information. Permits, all the yeah. inspections. If you notice that retaining wall, we're talking about stormwater. Yeah. Just a, uh, you know, even a fail safe is acting like a dam. So we actually raised our site about seven feet in the back there, which is wow. even 10 feet higher than the worst storm that's been on record here. So with Ida was a pretty good idea where this river would come up and uh, it didn't come anywhere near close. So, you know, that's, that's the purpose of that retaining wall there is to raise the elevation. And if, if the water does come up, you know, they have a, they have a very good protection level. So I know it's early because you guys haven't, I mean, clearly you guys haven't even looked, thought about landscaping, but I know it's called the hedges. Yes. Uh, so is that is that going to be, do you guys have an idea of how you're looking to lands, you know, rough landscaping? So, you know, we, we definitely presented kind of a rough landscape plan months ago to, to the board or last year. Um, there certainly will be an incorporation of some hedges. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell you the whole thing's going to be hedges. You know, that, that well, you want to be, be able to see. I mean, you want people to see guys, listen, when you there. see when you see what this building's going to look like, and I'm going to post the picture of, uh, of the architectural plan, you know, the, the, the facade, it's you don't want to cover it up. You no. want to show it. Yeah. It's a lot of the new construction that you've seen in Ridgewood, like you said, in Montclair, in, in, in a lot of these commuter towns. And face it, guys, we are a commuter town. We've got the train station right here in town that could take you right into Penn Station, in New York, it takes me to the airport. I take the train to the airport all the time. So it's it's an hour it's an hour train. What's dictating the uh, landscape basic plan right now is the Shade Tree Commission for the town ah, of Hawthorne. Okay. So we have certain caliper trees that we're putting in. Um, that'll be like our basic plan, and then if anything wants to be added, it, you know that's going to be up to the veterans for more for decorative. But we do have a, a basic landscape plan that we have to follow for our CO for the town. Okay. So the, so the town is heavily involved. It's not like because every once in a while, I think people have the idea that you guys run everything and no one knows what you're doing and it's a secret. And, you know, so we're trying to debunk a lot of that. And again, guys, you can go to the municipal building and you can go up to the county clerk and say, hey, Alan, I'd like to see the plans sure. for the hedges of Hawthorne. Or the traffic study. You know, there was a traffic study done years ago that the town signed off on and their experts signed off on. And that's all public information. So that, that's something that's available to the residents. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, the way the traffic's going to flow, Lafayette Ave is going to run right into the facility, and this is where the majority of the residents are going to live, right, right off that Lafayette Ave entrance and exit. So all these people, looks like this is going to be a lot of parking here. Yeah, and then this turns like an L here. So at the elevators, this this phase two goes this way. So it's kind of the parking is all facing here. One thing that I think is really important that the community understands. We tried to be very sensitive to the residents that are on Wagara. We didn't want to deliver a product that felt like this overbearing structure that was just on top of them. And so not only is it set back a little bit from Wagara, and of course there'll be the shade trees and the landscaping like Patrick talked about, but it's not one continuous row of concrete or brick. You we broke use, it up. You broke first it up. First of all, we use multiple heights and multiple materials. So there's brick, there's hardy plank, there's glass, okay? There's metal roofing, and there's variations in heights and also bumping out. In depth. Exactly. Yeah. So I think people across the street will appreciate that. And furthermore, the biggest building is the self-storage building. And that one runs 
from Wagara all the way back, not to the river, but towards the, you know, towards that way. And that runs parallel to the Kohler uh, distribution uh, uh, building. So that acts as kind of a natural sound wall and barrier between that business and the residents. But it also doesn't feel, although it's the largest building, it doesn't feel that large to the residents across the street. It's set back. Because it's very, very set back. You can see the staircase right there, Flavio. That's the front staircase. And also, there'll be the gym building in front of it, which is only two stories. So if you have a four-story building behind a two-story building... It breaks it up. It breaks it up, and you really only see the other height as you're driving by. It doesn't feel like it's on top of you. Well, that's the other thing, is that it doesn't look like... Anything is going to really be taller, much taller than the Kohler building. It's going to be, what, four floors total? Yeah, the self-storage is four stories, yep. And, and this is how many stories? This is four stories also. And again, the reason why the elevator goes up higher is so you can then go down into the roof deck. I love that. Yeah, and, cool. and plus, looking at it, guys, the trees in the back, these are old trees. Yep. They're, they're, they're taller than the building is going to be itself. I mean, they're so... So it's not going to be this this eyesore. And and again, I'm going to post the uh, the picture of what this building is going to look like. Elevations is the word you want to post. The elevations. Yeah, the elevations. Uh, the color elevation I showed you. Yep. I yeah, yeah. I know. It, it it's lame. I'm using layman's you, term, you guys. Learn the, the yeah. Terminology if you want to walk <laughs> and I got the hard hat. And you got the hard hat. And and the other thing I want to point out is. You want to walk down this yeah, yeah. The other thing I want to point out is. There's you know I don't know I, I have storage at Life Storage in Fairlawn right right down on Wagor Road. And at any moment, any time I pull in there, there's maybe one car in the, in the entire facility at a time. So it's not like you're going to have thousands of cars leaving from the May Street exit. So let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. And I, hopefully you'll think about moving your storage to... Walmart. I absolutely am. Uh, <laughs> but um, the way CubeSmart runs their business, first of all, it's a national brand. So if you've ever gone to a hotel like a Marriott or Hilton... It very likely is owned by an investor or a family like me, uh, but yet you hire that third-party company to do the reservations and to manage it. That's their expertise, and you get their brand name, right? You get their 800 number, their website, their Instagram, whatever it may be. Same thing in self-storage. So CubeSmart will be running this day-to-day. So they've got tons and tons of years and great talent and, and a lot of people that know what they're doing, way more than it's not going to be bedroom self-storage, okay? <laughs> so I'd be honest, be transparent, that's not my expertise. Right. Um, so that's why we hired who we think is the best in the, in the, in the industry. So you'll go on to CubeSmart.com and you'll pick Hawthorne and you'll rent your 10 by 10 or your 20 by 10 or whatever it may be. You'll pay. You'll pay them. It, that's how that's all handled. Um, but what's beautiful about this for residents in the neighborhood is that you move your stuff in and most people don't come visit their stuff. It's not like visiting your grandma, okay? <laughs> Unless you put your grandma in storage. You know, there's no, there's no cookies, there's no coffee. It's not come hang out. You know, my grandma has a candy jar, a little candy drawer that the right. kids love, and we don't have that here. So you fill it up, and then you, you don't come visit. So what that means is how many people could possibly be in that building after the first few months or the first year of filling it up? Five, six, there's, you know, one employee. It's not a high-traffic business. So it's really the gem of the industry when it comes to if you're looking for low parking and low traffic. You sh- uh, it's something that, that we should all be thankful for, to be honest with you, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's it's not going to create gonna a lot of traffic. In, it's going to bring in a lot of dollars without a lot of traffic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, so it's kind of a low impact in that world. So we're really excited about it. And, um, you know, the other cool thing is I don't think we touched on this. On the ground floor, 
it actually has private garages. So if you live here and you want to have a car that's in a private garage right. or a second car or whatever it may be, boat, um, whatever. whatever. I know we talked a little bit about that if you're from out of town and have a jet ski or something, we joked. But you really could put your car in there. That's awesome. So that's kind of unique. You don't really see that a lot in the area where you can have a private storage garage at ground level. Yeah, especially it's big enough to, to wheel yeah, something. And, you know, look, I mean, apartments are not meant to store everything, right? So if you're downsizing and selling your home, you may have golf clubs, you may have skis, you may have tools that you just don't need in there, bikes all the time. Although we will have a really cool bike storage room. Oh, will you really? Absolutely. In yeah. the, in the uh, residential in, part? Absolutely. But if you wanted a, to rent a unit on the ground floor, you can with the, with the, with the storage for, for that, type of, uh, that type of stuff. And now I know that the Planet Fitness is going to be up front. That'll be closest to Wagor Road. And, and you were saying something about like one of the niceties of being a resident here and having, having your gym right so let's there. talk about the amenities. Yeah. This is going to be what I would call condo quality amenities, on par with the best you see in Ridgewood, in Montclair, and again, all these kind of upscale, cool, hip, chic urban towns. Um, and so we're going to start with the middle area, kind of the core of the building, is a wide open lounge area, okay? Very cool fireplace, very chic design, um, lots of really cool materials, I'll say, all right? And I can't show photos of this yet. We're still in the rendering, but I promise you it's going to knock you out. You're going you're to love it. There's kind of an indoor communal eating area, okay, like a long shared uh, countertop. There's a really cool coffee station area. We have miniature private offices that can be rented by the residents if they want to work from home, okay? Then we have what I think is one of the nicest rooms that you're going to see in a complex, a wine storage room that is a conference room slash you could literally store your wine in here. Really? And if you come in and you live here and you want to have a dinner party or you want to have a presentation for work, you can rent out the room. It's going to have big flat screen, all the latest AV gear, so you can do big Zoom meetings in there. Um, and it's bottles of, of wine. Very, very cool. Okay. Then we're going to have a small fitness center in the, in the facility, okay. uh, which is small because everyone who lives here gets a complimentary membership to Planet Fitness. Okay. So anybody, anybody that's renting here, yep. complimentary at Planet Fitness. Exactly. In addition to having your own. In addition. Gym. And that's why we're building the gym small. It's more focusing on stretching, soft work, kind of, you know, um, functional training, kettlebells. Uh, so it's not going to be a tremendous gym because Planet Fitness has all that a already. Gym. <laughs> a tremendous gym. Exactly. Um, then you're going to have uh, a secure package area. Okay. So let's say you're ordering from Amazon and you're not home. You get my wife orders tons of stuff from Amazon. There's luxury, I call them luxury storage packages. They're, they're lockers. And basically, they're all different sizes. So you can get deliveries um, and they get stored into this secured locker that only you can open with a code. Nice. And it's going to have dry cleaners. So if you have dry cleaning delivery, it has large ones for dry cleaning. Really? And it's going to have a fridge. So if you order groceries and they deliver and you're not home, it can go into that fridge. That's awesome. And yeah, and I know now, now Amazon especially, they've got uh, you know the Whole Foods that delivers. Yep. So any, any, I mean, any grocery store, any food that you have delivered, they put it in the fridge. Exactly. And so this is the kind of like a white glove concierge services that, that we're offering, because we, we wanted to offer this is somewhat of a lifestyle. Okay. People order Uber Eats all the time, you yeah. know. And what if you run out, and you're not home, and it's got it could go bad. So you know, there's a full management team that's here. They can put it right in the fridge for you. Um, we're also going to have a pet 
washing room because we are a pet friendly. Uh, I should say we're a pet friendly resort. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. But uh, you know, pet friendly community. So you can wash. Uh, I know I've, I got a little dog named Daisy during the pandemic, a little pandemic puppy. And <laughs> washing her in my laundry room is kind of a pain. So we're building this huge tub. I think there, there may be two of them. I have to double check the plans. But you'll be able to come in and wash your dog. And That's just then, part of being here. Yeah, just living here. And there's also a bike storage area because we know you may bike to the train. So there's a secure room that's locked with a key for bikes to be to be put there because you don't want to put the bike in your apartment that can get dirty just a pain so so we're offering that as well um is there is there going to be a laundry room are they going to be laundry units inside the the, there's no laundry room because everybody has laundry in their apartment really so so it's all going to be gas i mean it's all electric you're going to have plenty to so we have real gas here natural gas so you can do stovetop cooking here which is really nice a lot of apartment complexes only do electric yeah, so. And for you guys that don't like to cook, you don't understand this, but for, for people who like to cook, they understand that you don't want to cook on electric. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I try to be transparent. So if I told you we spent a half a million dollars extra to make sure we had gas cooking, you know, I think that's worth it. Yeah, yeah I think it's worth it, especially if you're coming out of a home. If you're downsizing out of a home, uh, I think it's important. So th- those are some of the amenities. Um, it's a big extra mail room, you know, huge mail room. Um, and obviously, if you get more packages, we have extra closets for that. Full-time super. There's a couple other little amenities I'm not going to mention yet that are kind of surprises and things we're going to be unveiling nice. later along just to keep you going. Um, but this concept of kind of indoor-outdoor living is very important to me, health and wellness. There'll be an area where you see like a green wall that will kind of inspire you. Um, all the materials here are high design. So we've hired designers from other parts of the country. I've been traveling for probably three, four years looking at projects all over as we visit uh, other properties we own and finding the best to understand uh, what, what we can offer to the community here. And uh, I'm, I'm just confident it's something that's, that, that's going to blow you away. Nice. And I know that there's been some questions about, you know, what are they going to do to the, the, the natural trees and, and, and the vegetation that they're going to put down. I know, you get, it's, I know it's a little early for that because, you know, you're still, you're still pouring concrete. Uh, so I can tell you guys that when, when we do come back in a few months, you know, early part of next year, towards the uh, latter part of this year, you know, we'll be able to to get a better idea of what they're going to do. But you heard Pat say it. It was Pat, right? Yeah, Patrick, Patrick. yeah. So you heard what Patrick said. You know, there's, of the eight acres that they bought and only being able to use like six and a half acres, the rest of all the wetlands, they can't, the, the Department of Environmental Protection tells them they cannot touch it. Uh, so, you know, so a lot of that stuff they're going to be addressing. Um, the, uh, there, I know there was one question. I know that, uh, Becky had sent a question about, about the balconies. I, I know that right now there are no plans for, there's only a few apartments that actually have full balconies. The rest are, you can open it up. You can get that natural sun. You can get that yeah, natural air. I mean, you can air. definitely get fresh air. They're, they're called Juliet balconies. So you open up the sliding glass door and you have a railing. Um, a few of the units do have kind of a little walkout area. Um, Being a Romeo, I appreciate yes, the Juliet. Uh, I have a Juliet as my daughter. Oh, there so, you go. So I like to throw that in there. Um, of course, the amenity space has that big indoor-outdoor living, the grilling stations, the roof deck. So there'll be plenty of outdoor areas. I should mention the two dog parks as well. We have, You're going to have dog parks here? We have two dog parks, one for big dogs and one for little dogs. And uh, that, that way it's safe and secure. So that's a great big, huge outdoor area for them. Um, and, and so I, I, I think people will be excited about the blend of materials and appropriate landscaping 
with protection to the environment as well. Um, I really do. Yeah, I know, Craig, I know you had some questions on uh, the, the facades and, and making sure that everything blends together. And I'm glad you asked that question because I've, I've traveled the country. I've seen a lot of Cube Smarts. You know, they all look like, and, and, and we're familiar with public storage, and, and they're, they're kind of eyesores. And, and Planet Fitness also has their corporate look. So address that because I'm really excited about that. Absolutely. So we can share elevations and show you the photos. You'll clearly see that this is one community. Okay, so you're using a lot of uh, kind of natural tones, earth tones, I would say. And so the self-storage specifically I was concerned about as well, because I agree, I've seen some branding around the country. And so, um, of course, it'll have a red CubeSmart sign on it, like any other CubeSmart building would. But the actual building colors are the same earth tones that match the residential and, uh, and, and the retail building. So you'll see, you'll see some grays, you'll see some, some earth tones, some brick, um, some hardy plank. And it's, it's going to be well blended together and look like it's part of one community. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, I did see the renderings. And, and when I come back, and we'll, you know, we'll be able to take you on a video tour. We'll post it up on YouTube. And it's, 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 I, think, I think everybody's going to be impressed. I mean, it's, it, it's going to elevate Hawthorne. It's going to have that, that road, that curb appeal. Yeah. yeah have you heard about lumber shortages and lumber? Not you, know, you know it's hard to get material, right? Yeah, not here. We're ready to go. <laughs> I mean, look at this delivery. I can tell you, listen, guys, I'm looking at it right now. They've got plywood from Brazil. They've got plywood from all over the U.S., go? Canada. I mean, they're, they're on task to have this open yeah. by, by summer. summer of 2022. Pat, I just want to tell you, thank you for, for sharing a little, little time. I know you have your hands full. You guys are doing a heck of a job. And, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm impressed at how fast these went up. Because, you know, I've been gone for about a week, week and a half. I come back and all of a sudden you see all these So things. when are we starting the framing? Monday. Monday. But just the first floor. Right here. Yeah. yeah. So the first floor framing is going to be Monday. Monday. Yes. Wow. Residential. And so then we're going to be getting, actually, the building inspectors here now. We're doing a footing foundation inspection there. And then, um, and then we're going to start our interior footings and then underground plumbing for phase two. This is, this is uh, yeah. buildings in L. Yeah. So. No. I got guys working overhead there. <laughs> that, yeah. That's why Patrick's here. Even I can't go there. Garrett was trying to put us in danger. Pat's here trying to save our lives. That's why, That's why I came here to stop you guys. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone too far. Uh, guys, I can't thank you enough for sharing this with the community. Listen, you know, Garrett said it earlier. It's They want to be transparent. They're not trying to hide anything from the town. Um, I appreciate everybody's question. Evelyn, you know they're going to open summer of 2022. Craig? I think we addressed a couple of years. I know you had a question on the contracts, uh, and really to talk about yeah, that. and it's it's still it's still way too early for that. But we'll get to that. We will definitely get if to somebody, that. Can I add if somebody wants to be on the waiting list because it's we're not even doing applications yet for living here. Oh, it's a good yeah, yeah. But if someone wants to email me, especially someone who lives in Hawthorne, I want to make sure they're on the top of the list. You can email me directly. G as in Garrett, S as in Scott, and then Bedrin. B E D R I N as in Nancy at Bedrin.com. And I'll make sure we put you on the VIP waiting list so you'll be one of the first to know about when we start doing applications and leasing. Because there's only 100 units for the market. I, I, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. So, guys, listen, if you, your family members, your friends, if, if you want more information on this, send Garrett an email. G S Bedrin. B as in boy, E, D as in David, R-I-N, at bedrin.com. 
and, and tell them you want to get on the waiting list. Tell them you, you want to get more information as, as it becomes available. That's okay. awesome to make that available. Been, especially for Hawthorne residents, I know there's probably a group of Hawthorne residents that are thinking of me. They're downsizing, you know, or uh, maybe it's a child like we talked about earlier. I want to make sure Hawthorne residents have the first opportunity. Um, I don't think there's a fancy program how, how you do that, but just email me. I mean, uh, how much more transparent can, can I be? Just send me an email. We'll stay in touch. That's just how we do business. Guys, thank you so much. And you know what? Even if you have a kind word to share with Garrett, you know, because I know that uh, a lot of negativity comes flowing. That's, that's easy. Keep the encouragement coming. We're happy. Keep the encouragement coming. So uh, I would encourage you, if you have questions, send them to Garrett. You know, like, like you said, I, impre- I appreciate your... Uh, your visibility. Pat, you, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Good luck. Stop by in a month or two months and yep. I'll, I'll be back. Absolutely. You, right, thanks, you got Matt. a deal. Thank you. Garrett, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. I, I know it. how busy you guys are. I look forward it. to coming back Perfect. and uh, and taking a nice video tour. Let's do it. And again, keeping people abreast of what you're doing. So keep up the good work. Thank you. And I, and, and I, I appreciate that you're really looking to elevate the curb appeal. Uh, with, I mean, we're going to take some pictures and, and you guys are going to love it. All right, everybody, be well.